What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberville Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ashford University. Ashford.edu slash ham. Start your master's degree today. And brought to you by Untuck It. Untuckit.com. Promo code HAM and Upstart. Upstart. See how low your Upstart rate is at upstart.com slash HAM. Now the segment. But we'll just make a pro and con list here. And I've got a scenario after we go through the pro and con list that I want. I have not heard anyone mention it this way, and I want to lay it out this way to just a different way to think about this situation. But let's go through the pro and con list, John. Start with the pros. Start with the pros. Pros before hoes. The first thing I wrote down in the pros, this is the pro of Taking Tom Brady, getting rid of Jimmy, right? That's the premise of the pros and cons. The Tom Brady pros, yep. Yeah, the Tom Brady pros. He's Tom fucking Brady. That's my first number one pro. He's Tom Brady. He's Tom Brady. That's my first pro. Okay. What does that mean? That you're acquiring Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, who last year in his quote-unquote worst season ever was still had a touchdown-to-interception ratio that was better than Jimmy Garoppolo's who's, despite having no weapons, still led his team and was a huge part of his team getting to the playoffs. Like I, does, he's, that, he's does, that mean, does that mean that even if you're acquiring a lesser version of Tom Brady, you're still acquiring Tom Brady? Some version of Tom Brady is better than most versions of other people? Is that what you're saying with that? Yes. I, I, okay. I think part of it is that you could justify Tom Brady and as we're recording this and next fall will be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. So... Uh, as you know, and this conversation happened a lot with LeBron, and I was very adamant, just because LeBron had not won a championship didn't mean he couldn't win a championship. So just because Jimmy has not won a championship doesn't mean he can't. But you do know that Tom Brady can several times over. So that's that was my first pro. This team was in the Super Bowl. This is not a team trying to get to the playoffs. That would be a different conversation. This team was in the Super Bowl. Doesn't guarantee that you don't get to, as Chris Peterson likes to say, you don't start back at square seven. You go start back at square one just because you're in the Super Bowl. You don't start next year in the NFC Championship game with a head start. So you still got to get all the way back there. Odds are against you. But that was kind of my first pro, and it's the same as what you just said. So continue. My second pro is kind of leading in to piggyback off that. I just wrote down playoff throws. 
Because right now the question is, we saw Jimmy do it in the regular season, and I think your analogy with LeBron was right. Like he Eventually, he's going to hit game winners. He's going to lead his team in big moments to make the right plays or the big plays and make them happen, and he did eventually. And he won three championships. I don't know if you saw him recently hit that fucking half-court shot. I, I did. I'm not betting against him this year. If he stays healthy, I think they're going to win it. But Tom Brady, when I close my eyes and think Tom Brady – Two years ago, he had the play. He had the game-winning throw to Gronkowski that led him into uh, to that score that touchdown against the Rams. Feels like he's had multiple walk-off touchdowns with Julian Edelman. I'm talking in the Super Bowl, not even the countless playoff games where he has taken out knives and stuck them through the opponent's throat. Where the big question this year was: Do they trust Jimmy to make the throws? Not lead the squad. He can do that. Not galvanize the group. They all follow him. Do they trust him to make the throws? There's no human in the history of the sport who's been more trusted to make the throws in the biggest fucking games in the history of sports, probably Michael Jordan and like Tiger with some putts, than Tom Brady. So the playoff throws, which if I'm arguing for Tom in a a room with Lynch and Kyle, I'm saying, Kyle, you don't trust Jimmy to make the throws when it really matters. You would trust this guy. I'm not saying that he can still do it, that would be the other question that we'll get in that cons, but he's done it over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you covered that one. Do you have another one? Yeah, but this- I, I would just, well, I'll add this. Like this is separate from what you just said. Tom Brady, uh, you would know being the quarterback of that team means a lot to him and proving Bill Belichick wrong would mean a lot to him. Um, so you would get a guy who is, uh, I think, still in ultimate competitor mode, which is what your head coach is. But as we know, with old guys, usually it's the desire to compete that stays with you. It's your physical nature that leaves you before the desire to compete. So I don't know that that that, that is much of a pro. That would just be a pro to the whole situation. It's like this is his childhood dream realized. Yeah. My third one. Now, this you're not bringing this up necessarily in like a personnel meeting. But if I'm like Jed and I'm walking by to go, hey, how's that Tom Brady thing going? You would immediately be the most important team in football. And as we saw last year, the Niners, for example, and I'm not trying to shit on the Raiders, the Niners got involved in this conversation. It's like the Raiders don't even exist. The, the Niners, their brand is beyond massive. So this conversation is taking over, and I think a huge part of it is, like you, we opened up the podcast, there are connections here. He grew up here. He was at that game. He's talked openly about Joe, and we get it. But I also think it's and they're spe- good, and they and, were just in the and, Super Bowl. and they're good. But I do think it just speaks to the power of the Niners when they're good. They're a fucking powerhouse. Yeah, and so, it's also the power of the Niners when he was a kid. I I think that it would be the, like I don't even know. It'd be a traveling circus. But this okay, not cons. really because it's in the West Coast. Cons. I do, think do the you think cons that's are stronger. Do you think that's stupid? Like the, that type stuff. Uh, I think it's stupid if the organization, from a player personnel standpoint, wants to keep Jimmy, and the owner says, "No, we're doing Tom." But, but, That's but I'm not stupid. even saying but, Tom. But it might be it might be Guido. It might, I mean, it wouldn't be. But the Niners don't really need more money; they're already swimming in it. So that that's yeah. Less I think important. it's. I don't. I don't think it's stupid to consider it. But I think you have to consider it the right amount because ultimately, you know, what's better than having Tom Brady is winning. That's going to make you the most money. And right now, they're winning, so you got to be very careful with the, the would, alchemist. Would, 
Yeah, wouldn't you agree that from the business standpoint, the Chargers Raiders much more dependent on Tom from that side than the Niners would be in this maneuver? Yep. Cons. You ready? Cons. I, yeah, and I think these are stronger. I think the cases to be made here are stronger. He's 43 years old. Yep. First one. <laughs> he's, he's 40. Well, he might actually be 42 as we're recording this, but when the season starts, he's going to be 43. Uh, 43 in August, I believe. So by week one, he's 43. And I, I think you also got to factor in, you're, you're hitching your wagon to a 43-year-old legend, greatest quarterback ever, and probably, I mean, the history of American sports, he's in the conversation for like, definitely in the top 10, you could argue top five. You're mortgaging the future for a 43-year-old guy. Like it's, It'd be pretty nuts. To me, this is a tight move in like 1970. They're like, oh, we can get Mickey Mantle. He's on his last, it's worth it because like, getting people and selling tickets. And I think in the day and age when it's like, guys, people are watching the games anyway, there is not really any financial value for the Niners to add this guy. Like they were just in the Super Bowl. They're crushing it monetarily. They're already a top five, like fucking franchise valuation. They don't need this. I I just think the risk of mortgaging for a 43 year old, given the information we have, and I, I get he eats avocado ice cream and he, puts up fucking books and he tweets about TB12 would be borderline and nuts for two reasons. One, the obvious, which is when you're 43, you might get hurt when you're 43, your skills deteriorate quickly. So those are actually, so three reasons. One, you just might get hurt Two, your skills deteriorate quickly. So if we saw red flags last year, you might be worse this year. And three, you might only be the quarterback. Even if you are healthy for a year or two maximum, Kyle Shanahan is not fighting for his job. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have a long way, a lot of runway here. So do you want to be back in the position of looking for a new quarterback in a year or two? So there's three reasons why that first reason is significant. Okay, next con. Uh, kind of to piggyback off mortgaging the future, I think punting on a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo is 28 under contract who you acquired relatively cheap for a second-round pick who in his first season as a full-time starter where he actually made it through all the games, your team ended up in the Super Bowl, and you had a lead seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter, would be borderline unprecedented. Because, like, when... Remember when Dilfer was bitter at the Ravens forever? They, like, punted him after he won the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. It was like no one thought Trent Dilfer had anything to do with the Super Bowl. Remember there was that stretch in that season where they had, like, six straight games without a touchdown, and they won them all? It was like, this is crazy. Jimmy, in the second half of the season, remember there was a stat when they've had their three-game stretch, Packers, Ravens, Saints. It was the hardest stretch in like NFL history at the time, given those three teams' record. Yeah. The, how well he played against the fucking Saints, the Rams, then Seattle. Like It'd be one thing if he was truly a game manager. He was lights out in some of their biggest moments to get them wins to acquire the one seed, which is a huge reason they were in the Super Bowl. Now I think when you siphon the playoffs, you like you forget about that. But I, I, you and I lived it. People listening to the show lived it. You can't forget about that right now. And I don't think Kyle would. But I think in this conversation, punting on Jimmy when he showed fantastic flashes. Now, if he was, if Jimmy was twenty three, this wouldn't even be a conversation, right? If they had drafted him two years ago in the second or third round, and he had done this, it'd be like, no, he's a franchise guy. I think when you're older. It's the only reason this this topic's even being discussed is because of his age, despite how little he's actually played. 
Yeah. And if he had hit Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl and they win, I also, then this is also not a conversation. One throw could have won the Super Bowl and prevented this whole situation. You, you, Although, you, think, one, you think 100% it's not a conversation if he just hits that throw? Yeah. If he just won the Super Bowl? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think do. the power of Tom. It might, not be as, now, it might not be as like strong a conversation, but I still think it might have came up. I think Maybe one not. of the other— Maybe you're right. Here, here's another con. And we saw Kittle tweeted, uh, put Instagram posted how much he wants Jimmy around, right? Jimmy is a leader and is viewed very positively in the Niners locker room. One of the cons is what do you do with the locker room? But it's not what do you do with the locker room necessarily with Jimmy because in, as mad as people would be about Jimmy, Tom Brady would walk in. What are they going to do, shun Tom Brady? I think it really becomes about Kyle. Like, I think one of the things that has been impressive, and this is just hard maybe to maintain as time goes on, but Andy Reid, we've talked about this, how Andy has done it, is that Kyle is viewed very positively. Just You've got a group of guys that all kind of love what he's built, the way he's built it, the culture he's built it, uh, the way he's built that culture, all that kind of stuff. I don't I don't think, like, Tom would be, eventually be like, okay, we got Tom Brady, we'll we'll treat Tom Brady with respect. But hey I guys, you want to go out for, you guys, you want to go out for beers on me, Tom Brady. But if everyone like, loves uh, Jimmy, he's like, Jimmy's, no. <laughs> right. But here's a bunch of Rolexes. But I do think it might change very dramatically the way Kyle Shanahan is viewed by his you own can't, team. You can't, you can't buy a friendships guy, but you can't influence no, that's them. true. You can't. You can't. Um, all right. So that's the second con. And that was my follow-up to that. I you have a third? I think one thing's clear with Kyle's offense. Now, and, yeah. and he's gotten by with lower-level athletes in Cousins and Schaub and Matt Ryan. But in a perfect world, and this is why she, this is why his dad, people forget like Elway when he was older was just old. And back when 37 was actually, Elway's 37 in like his final season of 38 would be the equivalent now of like 47. Remember how just weathered he was like in his late 30s? Like John looked old. But he was a really, really good athlete. And then what did he try to acquire? Like the Jake Plumbers, because he wants a guy that can move. It's why that in a perfect world, like Sean McVay, Jared Goff's not the ideal athlete. Well, Tom Brady is a below-average athlete at this point. Foot athlete. He cannot move. Well, what's a staple play in this offense? Boots, waggles, as uh, our guy Coffin would say. Yeah. So, Jimmy does add an element of movement that Kyle clearly loves. Remember when Sean McVay and they played the Rams? The first half was just like waggle, waggle, waggle. And, and Jared actually is a better athlete at this point in time than Tom. Does Tom fit the offense? Think about Tom, how often like he turns his back to the play. Remember, that was the big thing Matt Ryan talked about, like how uncomfortable that is at first. Not Tom's run every play known to man over his 20 years. But they do, when I think of the Brady the last three or four years, I think like shotgun spread him out or just run power. Like, to me, when his passes don't, I, I'm sure we could do, like, a legit breakdown if he, like, siphoned out the plays. But do, do you feel like Tom Brady is running Kyle Shanahan plays? No. Because Kyle Shanahan plays look pretty distinct, where Tom's are just spread you out, run quick out routes to Edelman. I, I think um, with most players, this would be number one on the list of cons. The problem is... If your offense didn't match Tom Brady, but you could get 30-year-old Tom Brady, you would just adjust your offense and you'd make it work. That's what Bill did. Um, if Tom was 32 years old right now and a free agent, this wouldn't even be a conversation, right? The Niners would be actively trying to get right. him. Right, and, and Kyle would find a way to adjust his offense if Tom was 
as bad a foot athlete then if, as he is now. What if Tom was be what, what if Tom was thirty five and had like four championships? Would it be the same conversation you try to get Tom? I think so. Yeah, I do too. Um, so I'm going to phrase this in a way that I haven't quite heard. Maybe somebody said this, but I, I think this is one way to look at this. If if the Niners were actually the Patriots, in that Tom Brady was their starting quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo was their backup quarterback, and both of them then became, they're in this situation now where they had to choose, maybe because Jimmy's going to be a free agent. What would the right thing be to do? The Joe Montana, Steve Young, if that's what this situation was, Brady, this is Brady, Brady's a free agent, or Jimmy's a free they it's, they got to make a decision right now. What would the right thing be? From the 49ers' perspective. Keep Jimmy. Be to keep Jimmy. And I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying Bill Belichick's right 1,000% of the time, but what would make him happy right now? If the what? Niners signed Tom and traded him Jimmy. That's what he wants. Bill is praying. Bill would love that. Would Bill rather have right now Jimmy Garoppolo under contract for the next three or four years at a relatively cheap number relative to quarterbacks and on a team-friendly deal moving forward, or be dealing with his situation? Yeah, that. N- not a question. He'd rather have Jimmy as the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL right now. Especially when it's been talked about that Belichick loved Jimmy Garoppolo. Sent him text messages after every win. It was almost like... It, 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 I don't even know the analogy. It'd be like you were married, but you had this nanny but you're not really in love with your wife anymore, but you still have had some great times. You've produced some kids, but you and the nanny have just fucking hit it off. But then your wife kind of finds out that you might leave her for the nanny and you're still thinking about it, but like your parents who are still really involved wouldn't allow it. So you have to tell the fire the nanny or send them to another friend. But deep down you were deeply in love with the nanny and you were at the point in time in your life where at one point in time, it would have been crazy, but you're just out of love with your wife, and you relate more to the nanny, and you think you would have a brighter future with her. And I think Bill would do anything to get his nanny back. How about this? Situ- how about this scenario? You you are you are near retirement age, and the owner of a small business that you have built up. It is you live in a because of this business, you live in a six bedroom home, and you've got a brand new suburban every two years. Life is good, but it's time to move on from the business. And the person you want to give the business to is not actually John Jr., who's kind of a slappy and he grew up kind of rich. And, you know, he's around and he want, he loves the finer things that come with running the business, but he's not a grinder. Or the other guy who's the same age as John Jr., who you hired, he skipped college, came working for you on the ground floor out of high school. He was, like, sweeping up the warehouse. And now, really, he's ready to take over the business. And if you don't give him the business, he's probably going to start his own business to compete with that business. And your wife is like, you cannot give the job. You cannot give the job to him. You can't give it to Alex Lichtenstein. You got to give it to John Jr. And you're like, I don't even like John Jr. is the least favorite of my five kids. Like you've told people uh, in secret that you wish that Alec Lichtenstein was your child. Uh, Yeah. Alec tells people you've been like, John Sr. has been like a father figure to me. You know, I wouldn't be here without him. There's no way in hell he's working for John Jr. (laughs) Well, John Jr. would fire that guy because John Jr. deep down resents that guy. Yeah. He'd be like, it'd be like uh, terrible, horrible bosses. Does this sound like uh, the Raiders when Mark Davis took over? (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. You said earlier you weren't trying to. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Gosh, that was unnecessary. (laughs) Uh, So you choose John Jr., and then Alec Lichtenstein goes off and starts the same type of business, com- competition, but he does it better. You're texting him going like, hey, man, 
Like you're making your money. Like you're, you know, your business. What, 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 I, what I would do is I would ask. And you're Lichten- just telling your wife. Your wife in this case is the owner of the team. Like I told you so. What I'd say, Lichtenstein. Listen, make me a make me a silent partner. I'll give you twenty percent of. Notice seed, how I made him Jewish. Yeah, of your seed money because he probably is. It's seed money <laughs> to get involved, and then you profit off it too when he beats John Jr. Oh, that would be. And then your son finds out that you're actually the yeah. silent partner of the other business. <laughs> you help finance his competition. Yeah, you've taken down Middlecoff Inc. <laughs> That would be bold. That'd be like, uh, you know who probably tried to do that is the, the um, I like the way, you like the way you're going to look, I guarantee it guy. He's a Bay Area guy, big Ace fan. Yeah, the, uh, what's, George uh, Costanza, Men- George. Uh, yeah, Men's Warehouse, George yeah. Zimmer. Yeah. They pushed him out, and then he started, like, uh, you know, Black Tux in a Box, or whatever that company Sources was. say Black Tux in a Box may be making its way to Haberman and Middlecoff. Ah, uh, big fan, big <laughs> fan. Me too. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.